0: So we have a special promotion going on here in February. This is our diesel tablet. This was just launched last year. This is our mid-range diagnostic tool. It will do thousands of the most common diagnostic commands. So if you're working on your EGR system, you're trying to change engine parameters, you're trying to work on your SCR system, this will do the resets, the calibrations, the installs, all the things. You can one tap to repair information to get instant repair information for all your fault codes. It's a great, great tool to put inside your shop and it's priced very, very aggressively for the price point. And in February, we have a special promotion going on. So if you buy this tool in February and there's a limited amount, you will get five free online training courses. So these online training courses are not about the tool. These courses are about how to do electrical, how to troubleshoot after treatment systems, how to do all this advanced stuff that you need to know for today's commercial truck. So it's a $500 value, comes absolutely free with the product for the month of February. Check it out, 30 day money back guarantee. We know you're gonna love it. We sold a ton of these things already. welcome to another episode of the dl i am your host tyler robertson and we are doing another one here in grapevine texas at heavy duty aftermarket week and who better to talk about heavy duty aftermarket week than one of the leaders in the industry in heavy duty aftermarket which is hda truck pride so kurt welcome welcome to the show man thank you appreciate it well we've met in real life several times obviously and we got some things going on with hda truck pride uh, but let's just tell the audience who who is HDA Truck Pride uh, to kind of clear the air a little bit. So HDA Truck Pride
1: is a um, it's a essentially a buying group where we help our members um, find parts and be able to help them get it, and a lot of independent. Trucker, trucking um, company, or not trucking companies, but companies doing what they do to do it. But we help them in that um, our members buy into the, this. We work for them to help them get their product out a better way, and then um, help build their relationships and. Uh, help, help grow their companies
0: so these locations aren't called hda truck pride they're called whatever's truck parts wheel and whatever yes. and whatever how many actual members are there do you know how many locations there are so members
1: there's about 150 um location wise where i believe just about 800 locations so it's a lot of places that have multiple locations and what they do yeah
0: and i think it's a unique structure too where they're all kind of like are they stockholders or nonprofit or shares or how does it how They does it are
1: all stockholders and what to the, what they do. Um, we have a board member, you know, a board that, that sits up there kind of directing HDA Truck Pride and which way they go. Um, most people probably haven't heard of HDA Truck Pride just because it's, the, it's another company. It's a different name that we are just kind of behind the scenes helping them grow their business and what they do.
0: So I always kind of knew HDA Truck Pride as the part side, right? The buying mm-hmm. group but I believe you guys have some things going on on the service side of the equation as well now. We do, um, I've come on board about the last probably eight months
1: I've been on board. Um, we're, they, we're really diving into the service side. Um, and what we're trying to do is get the end user to really connect with the HDA Truck Pride membership. Um, in doing that, we're, we really want to help just connect and make a better unity between a, all of our HDA Truck Pride locations and help them them do what, what we can. Um, we, you know. We have a truck service expert program that we do that um, we're really trying to just educate as much as we possibly can by building a university and by um, holding training sessions and just helping people network together to be able to do what they can. There. So this truck service program, is that only for your members then? It's it's not um, anybody um, like customers of our members are also part of the truck service expert. It's a small fee to be a part of it. Um, And then from there they get uh, access to our university. We have regional training meetings um, held one recently in Coralville, Iowa doing another one in Oklahoma City um, here in a couple about a month from now. Um, so they get access to come in and do training. We try to keep everything more on training than trying to sell parts to them. Just because, you know, when you're talking to the service, the service managers, the service writers, or the technicians, they don't want to be sold on whatever this product is. They want to know what, where's the problem? How do I identify the problem? And what can I go from there? So we're really trying to do that sort of stuff with it.
0: So your members can be part of the the truck service Mm -hmm. experts. And your members, customers can also be like, so why, why would a customer that, that has a repair shop sign up for this program? What benefit do they get?
1: So they get access to our HDA Truck Pride University. They get access to a national parts warranty. It's actually a service warranty, which we're upgrading here in the next couple couple weeks. They get access to the regional training, but kind of think about it as, as you're an independent shop owner and you, you don't get the big, the big name reps coming in your door to give your guys training. Yeah. You know, the big OEs are getting those. Some of the bigger dealerships and bigger uh, independent places are gonna have the bigger name guys come in, but the smaller independent shop isn't gonna have um, Meritor, Bendex, those type of guys walking in the door to give them their training and give them their time because they they don't have it. We're trying to bring that in so that way we're able to get people to come in and do that and it really, I mean, it's, it's really been successful so far in what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, training's a big part of obviously what we do at Diesel Laptops, right? It is. For us, it started with the tools and then we, we quickly found out, well, it, this is almost like pains me to say this, but just because we hand someone a dealer level, most advanced diagnostic tool on the planet, I, we kind of have to say like, that doesn't mean you're going to fix more trucks or make more money. Mm-hmm. There's, there's other pieces of the puzzle you need. And the, the tool will definitely tell you what's wrong. It runs the tests you need repair information, you need parts lookup information, but what you really need is to be better at fixing trucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you see that a lot in the field too, with the old parts can and people just throwing parts at things, not really knowing what they're doing. Yep. And that's where, you know, the partnership between us, HDA uh, Truck Pride and Diesel Laptops,
1: that's where we're at because a lot of the guys don't, sit there and understand what is all out there and we're trying to get that in front of their faces as well because they got to realize that it's not just i have to call the dealership to get this information i got to go here to get this information it's there's so many different places that we can go you guys have done a great do- job with diesel parts diesel repair to where i want to make sure that our TSEs actually have a clue that that stuff's out there get it out in front of them and help them just so we can get those repair jobs done faster, and help them. You know, the other part that we're trying to do is help them find a way to be more profitable. Because yeah. we want them to still be in the game. Because we need them to still be in the game to go through and continue repairing all these trucks on the road.
0: Yeah, I mean that's you know we're very fortunate. For those that doesn't know, we we work with you guys, or yep. your members can resell diesel laptop products. Yep. There's a program there, so we're, we're super excited to do that because. I've always said, look, I'm, I'm gonna, I got tens of thousands of people using my diagnostic tools. Mm-hmm. I got tens of thousands of people landing on probable causes, yep. like, and even, even the part number, here's the part number that'll, that'll soon be displayed on the platform. And we've always just kind of missed the other piece. We're like, I need I need people to actually fulfill parts and, and, and do these mm-hmm. things. So I'm excited to, to be working with you because now it's like, okay, now we're starting to put all these pieces together And to me, it really changes the game. It it, because, uh, again, you've been around, like it takes a little bit of time. When someone finally figures out, I need that widget to fix my truck. Mm -hmm. It's not 30 seconds later and I got price and availability and all my options, especially if I'm like an independent shop somewhere, a mobile guy, like it's, it's a lot of phone calls and a lot of things that have to go around. And that parts counter experience, what I've seen, is it's getting harder and harder to have those guys on the counter that are just like, I know exactly the part number before mm-hmm. it even reads, you know, they can almost read your mind, so to speak, they some can. of these guys. And it's it's so hard. I mean, I, I did a lot with a dealership,
1: um, working in a parts department, watching those, those parts counter guys, trying to figure out what item goes where, which, what is it? What is the thing and how do I identify it? Um, Some of the stuff that's there is just the tools to help those guys be able to figure this out is so awesome because you start calling the dealerships when you are an independent repair shop and you know, you have your own shop. They're going to force you to try to find a way to buy it from them to where that may not be the place that you want to buy it. It might not be the most convenient place for you to buy it because you might be a ways away.
0: Yeah. So. I mean that's that's really I feel like there's a shift here, right? So traditional distributors, there was there, there's the whole reason distributors exist for any mm-hmm. any any industry, any product, right? It's you have knowledgeable people inside the building that can help you. Yep. You have available inventory on the shelf so you can service your customers. And usually there's like a delivery mechanism, customer service piece of that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's been interesting here. And COVID really sped things up. time where all of a sudden people are just saying like why why can't i look my own parts up why do i have to call you why do i have to drive 20 because it really it kind of sucks for the customer to have to do that and that be the only option so there's a little bit of a revolution i think kind of happening finally yes, in the space it is and we're
1: also getting you know not great amount of young people coming in but we're finding more and more young people at the parts counter they want to figure out how to do it themselves without making that phone call yeah and they're they're liking the the tools and what's there to to do it so yeah i, really
0: well, like I mean it. let's talk about that a little bit too because that's that's not easy to train someone to be a parts guy it's or not a parts woman right like like there's no school for that, really. I mean, I think there's some classes or some things. So how how does it work? And so right
1: now we're trying to figure that out ourselves, but we are launching a new university. So one of the things that we did, our first major thing that we have is actually training the parts counter guy. Yeah. Um, in there, it is from all the way to how to answer the phone, how to talk to the customer, all the way down to where are you going to try to figure it out? How are you going to try to go? How are you going to figure out what that slack adjuster is? What are the points? Because... After years of the older guys on that parts counter, how many guys have they trained and they left? They trained and they left and they trained and they yeah. left. You start asking those guys today, hey, can you, I got another new guy. Can you train him? They're now, they're just sick and tired of training them. We're, we're building a module to help um, go through to train that parts guy what can we do where do you go to go do that how do you identify this brake valve how do you
0: identify all these different things that's what we're trying to figure out so it, it's funny like us uh, in the industry know all these intricacies and mm-hmm. all the, the the reasons it's not easy to look up parts and do yeah. these things and I, I talk to outsiders sometimes and i think where their brain goes to because i have these conversations like well the guy at the auto zone can do it i'm like okay let me explain yeah. why yeah and, and first of all the other piece that people don't understand is those people that work the parts counters at the big chain box retailers and automotive—they're really not paid that much. The average no. wage, when you look nationally with the federal data, is like under twenty bucks an hour. Wow! So these aren't like high income jobs. Mm-hmm. So the question is like, well, how can they do it? Because obviously they get a lot of business, a lot of revenue. And the interesting thing is, is they can do it because they have clean data. Yeah. They actually have all their parts are cataloged with year, make, models, what mm-hmm. it fits. And when you go to a parts store, and they just start asking you what year, what make, what model, what engine, mm-hmm. manual, automatic, like whatever the criteria are. They're just reading off the prompts that are yep. built into the software to, to get you that part number. And that doesn't exist in our world. It doesn't. So our, ours are like the old school guys of like bust out the tape measure and start trying to figure it out.
1: Well, and that's it. And I came from more trailer background than truck background. And when you kind of go through all of that, the trailer side's 15 to 20 years behind the truck side. The truck <laughs> side, when you look at it, I feel like they're far beyond, but then you go into automotive and they're 20 years ahead of the truck guys. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of work to do. And that's why, you know, seeing you cleaning the data and being able to get out there to where you have the Venn decoder and uh, the parts um, identifier and the by measurement, those things are huge
0: for those parts guys to be able to So, so what it. What shocked me is when I went down this path, I kind of assumed all the manufacturers had like all these things, right? Yep. So like I can I can tell like the audience listening, like I've, I've visited enough of these OEMs, like got plant tours, mm-hmm. been with their execs. And like some of these guys are actually the OEM manufacturer for the OEMs, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's air filters or injectors, like injectors are a good one. We had a, we had a company that makes injectors. They're like, hey, we made the injectors. We made them for a series 60. Uh, but we can't, we can't tell, we can't fill out our ACES tables, our year make model lookups, because mm-hmm. we don't know. And we're like, how do you not know? You made the injector for that. They're like, yeah, but Detroit Diesel never told us what year make model trucks they, they put them in. Mm-hmm. And they really don't have that information anymore. So we have nothing. And it just, it, it kind of almost blows your mind. It does. But it, it's been that conversation probably a dozen times with different parts manufacturers out there. And that that data is really, really important all of a sudden to everybody trying to get to the digital experience. Yeah, it's very important. And
1: what's amazing to me is we've been in the industry, I've been in it for 25 years in the heavy duty side. I can look at a part and just tell you that's the part number, but I don't know how I'm telling you it's just part number. (laughs) I've just learned it over all these years that I can tell you that, or I know how to go look up this airbag or how to go look that up. But a new guy coming into this business they got no clue, and there's nothing there to help them. I, and yeah. that's what that's what I'm really looking for, and like what I've like seeing with you guys doing it is is that. And we're trying to build a university, but it's more as much education and training as we possibly can. But
0: I'm really, it's going to be a, tr- a struggle to full on figure out how to train that parts guy. So I mean, it's been a struggle for us. Like, so we have our hands-on courses, and we have our online courses, mm-hmm. and our first version of our online. We just took somebody else's thing, white labeled it with our logo, and like when we have a thing, and yep. you know you do that, and it gets you to a point. Um, but now, like our 2.0 version is like, okay, we need to we need to build our own learning management system yep. or buy one, so I don't have to pay like a per user per month fee, and two. We got to hire course authors and we got to like build our own content. And all of a sudden I'm in the course authoring business, which I never wanted to be into, but our industry needs it. And what you guys are finding out too, like creating yeah, the content. We
1: You're trying to create as much content as we can, but at the same time, we got to make sure that we are today's standards, not yesterday's standards and making sure that what we're showing them is the correct way. So when you're going through all the process of sitting there to figure this all out, I'm, I'm amazed when we get done with the whole process and you get to see that video and you're like, that actually that yeah. that we did it but the man hours that it takes to get there is it's tough and and to have a company to put the the revenue into building that it's it's what we it, need but there's not many people that are actually taking that on
0: well i mean that's the other side of it: people <clears> don't want to pay a lot for, for no. to get the training <laughs> We're yeah. like, man, so many hours and expensive yep. people to go to go do this thing so it's a it's a very unique situation well let's talk a little bit about 2022 and maybe 2023 here how did, how'd your members do like covid supply chain I hear all you know I hear all the things we're, right we're yeah. out of this over we're, that where's that you know we're, we're saying we're out of it Um, we are um, our we're definitely up over
1: you know our 22 was a great year we're looking for another great year in 2023 um, we we definitely did very well um, our memberships did very well we've grown we had quite a few additions a lot of our members are expanding to and putting in new places um, new brick and mortar places so we're loving seeing that all the time um, so i think 2023 is going to be great um, you know i focus more in on our service side of things i have three um regional meetings that we're going to do and this year we're starting a 20 group for our just members and then we're also starting it for TSEs that are non-members um, just to try to help them get themselves more revenue into their business systems, doing all that. I think overall um, 2023 is gonna be a, a really fun year. I think we're gonna really enjoy it and I think it's gonna be a good year. So
0: 2021, mm. 2022, I think we did what a lot of people did and we just bought any and all inventory we get our mm-hmm. hands on. Like we need something, like we usually buy 500, let's buy 5,000, yes. right? Like, cause we, we didn't know. So like this just finally hit us like in the last couple of months, all of a sudden we're sitting there one day and like, Oh, where did all our cash go? Oh, our inventory is up 30%, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're sitting there like, man, I got over $7 million in inventory sitting here. And you start to see that more in the public markets too, with Walmart and Target and some of these bigger guys um is that happening in the parts industry as well certain it, things now are just it is. And overstocked. is cert- they're
1: overstocked in certain ways but there's still a few things that we're having problems get but there's a lot of it is coming in in a pretty timely fashion yeah you know it used to be that you got it in two days and now you're getting it in seven days but we've adjusted for the most part i know that there's some guys out there with some you know some high inventories that they're they're working to bring back down but at the same time
0: they're selling more than they ever have. Got to have to so, sell, and yeah. and it's it's really it's really helped them on that. I had, a, I had a parts, but I was I was a parts manager for a couple of years, and I had a parts director, and you know he'd always up the quantities I wanted to order. He's like, Tyler, it's not going to spoil. Like <laughs> prices go crazy on some yep. of the things. Like it's it's happened in the past with certain things. Now I'm sure today, people that have that big inventory are probably hedged against inflation pretty well. Actually, mm-hmm. having the, the better margins they can get there and everything. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see when this whole thing finally like the ripple effects finally only cease and things go back to i don't even know what normal is over the last we, couple of years yeah we don't know what normal is but it'll be
1: very fun to watch how where it all kind of goes and what the new normal is going to be they'll
0: we'll find it eventually but i it'll be a little while till we get there so the distributor landscape on, on one hand it seems very fragmented still there's mm-hmm. a lot of them out there i look at the automotive side right so automotive i think back 20 years ago man there was a lot of like you know mom and pop automotive shops and now are, are the retailers right mm-hmm. now they're Kind of got consolidated down with AutoZone and Napa and O'Reilly's and all these big boys coming in. Do you see a similar thing happening in in the HD space or is it still going to be a while?
1: Definitely see people where they can buying up what they can. Um, Also seeing guys just not even buying, just saying, I'm just going to go into that market and I'm going to start in there and go. Um, But we're definitely seeing a growth mode. To where they they are doing that i don't know that it's um i think you're seeing some of the smaller mom and pops disappear where either they're just shutting the doors because they don't have a good succession plan in place or somebody is coming in and purchasing them and and bringing them on and and going but i i think you're definitely in an expansion and the heavy duty side
0: you know i think repair is always a big piece (laughs) of the equation do you ever see any of your traditional parts guys get into the repair side or they typically stay stay away from Uh, something new and totally different i I just today
1: walking down the hall i met somebody i'd never met before we were just kind of talking he is an hda member i hadn't even met him and we were talking about it and he 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 just goes he goes, you know, I know parts. Uh, he goes, I know there's a lot of money, a lot of revenue in, in the service side. He goes, I don't know it. He goes, yeah. if everybody quits selling parts today, I know I can still go out and sell parts. He goes, if all my guys quit tomorrow and it's I got a repair shop to run, I can't run it. I think that's part of it is they're scared to go jump into it. But I, I think the service, the service side is where a lot of this
0: is moving to. Yeah, I mean it's big margins and Very every, for, margin, every yes. for every dollar labor you sell it's a dollar parts typically mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of great reasons to do it but you're right it's it's really hard to do something new and different and I, i've seen that um you know obviously we're, we're people some of your members are selling diagnostic tools through us yep but it's a change like if you're used to selling brake shoes and drums and all of a sudden like go sling some diagnostic tools that's well, not an easy thing to
1: do. It's not. And that's kind of what uh, I talked to a couple members that are very interested in going down that path. He's like, my guys are giving, giving some feedback. They're not sure about it, but that's, that's what I like about what you guys are offering is you have the people behind us to help kind of figure out where that is. But When it comes to it, the service diagnostic side, you need that big, expensive piece of equipment to do that big job. But not every job inside of your shop is there. And you can't have that big piece of equipment doing the small little task. You need those littler tools to do that. So you need multiple pieces of equipment in there. And that's what the technician or the I'm sorry, the parts salesman, the reps, they don't know that because they're not living that day to day. And that's the stuff they got to see.
0: That I, I think once they start to understand that, hey, they're selling a tool that empowers their customers to fix trucks more efficiently. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, there's exactly. more parts to be sold, yep. more things to happen, right? And uh, I, I do think that's a shift in the landscape, the it whole, is. the way the way the world's changing. And people just want to, they want to do things as quickly as possible and yes. get that truck out of the shop. And I guess what I've learned is is people even pay a premium for that because timing, you're talking a, a truck down a $1,000 a day to the customer and it's 125 150 bucks an hour for the guy yeah. working on it and they got plenty of work to do there's there's not enough diesel tax there's backlogs everywhere um so i always say it's going to take two things now to solve the problem it's going to take getting more young people to come into the space both the parts counter out in the shops and it's going to take technology to make it all happen it will most definitely take technology to get in there there's so much technology in the truck
1: side that you well, guys got to do
0: well kurt it's been it's been great talking to you yep. if people want to find out more about hda truck pride or get a hold of you where do we go? Um, to get a hold of
1: HDA Truck Pride, go to Um You can get on there. There's a contact us spot in there, or you can reach out to me, Kurt Westfall. It's kurt.westfall at hdatruckpride.com.
0: Well, awesome, man. I'm sure I'll be swinging by the booth, seeing what's happening. Perfect. Meet some new people over there, hopefully. Yes. Uh, for the audience listening, I can say, obviously they, these guys are a great organization. We've worked with them for a while. You can find diesel laptop products through some of the resellers in that program. I think, it's, I think it's gonna expand. I think once people start seeing what it is, yes. I really think people are gonna be like, oh, there's, there's margin being made and I'm selling more parts. It's like a, it's a double win for everybody. So we'll call it an episode. Remember, it's not di- just diagnostics done right, but you need parts to fix them. And there's a whole, they, I don't know how, tens of millions of I parts even of inventory yep. laying around <laughs> through the location. So these guys got you covered. So thank you for watching, listening, like, subscribe, comment, all that helps. We'll catch you on the next episode.